Welcome to Pinawa, a town two hours northeast of Winnipeg and home to about 1,300 people. I lived just 20 minutes from Pinawa and Lactabani for two summers. I loved sitting along the flat rocks of the old Pinawa Dam, having a fire next to Seven Sisters generating station, hunting along the rock ridges of Pointe de Bois, and fishing for greenbacks in Pine Falls. It's like a second home for me. I mean, it's where my co-op gas membership is registered. Pinawa is built along the Winnipeg River system. It's a popular summer spot and has a large population of semi-tamed deer. This is a story about time. Just behind the small mall is a large green space that leads towards a marina. This is where they set off fireworks during Pinawa's birthday weekend. And there's a small floating burger joint that serves refreshing ice cream on the hottest summer days. Near the marina is a large rusting sundial. Like I mentioned earlier, I spent countless hours in Pinawa buying groceries, going to the beach, hiking near the suspension bridge, and floating along the lazy river. Yet I had never once visited the sundial. I'm Megan Curtinson, and you're listening to Manitoba Landmarks. I think what turned out really nice was our, our gnome, and, because um, that's the big steel portion to cast his shadow. That's Carl Svinsky. He was the main organizer and designer of the Sundial project. And uh, uh, we weren't really sure how to do it. Some people wanted to paint it, and I decided that we were just going to let it uh, corrode. Carl is describing the 16-foot gnomon that stands in the middle of the structure. The gnomon is shaped like a triangle, and it's what reflects the shadow onto the concrete base. This tells the time. If I've learned anything from this episode, it's how complicated sundials actually are. My experience with sundials comes from grade 8. Our teacher had to stick a meter stick in the fresh snow behind our school. Every hour we would go out and pour colored water onto the snow where the meter stick's shadow was. At the end of the day, we had made a clock that read from 8am to 4pm. It's that simple. Or, so I thought, sundials are math. Sundials are engineering. Sundials are astrology. Sinusoidal or graph that's mm -hmm. on one of the uh, on one of the displays there. Right. Yeah. And that varies that varies over the years. So you've got to find roughly what month it is, and uh, it'll tell you how many minutes you can you need to add or subtract to the time that you read on the inner dial. Oh my goodness. And then that gives you the time that's on your watch. Now, I didn't understand half of this. I'm a girl who struggles reading analog. This episode makes me realize how lazy our digital world is. I mean, we don't even have to adjust for daylight savings anymore. Our phones just know. We don't have to use a granite graph that literally predicts the changing of time for our foreseeable future and adjust that to our exact location. So I wanna share the directions that are on the statue. They read, to find local apparent time, the solar time as derived from the sun's position. Look at the position of the shadow relative to the hour lines of the outer dial. This is the sun time at the location where you're now standing. Okay, so on the base of the sundial, there are lines that connect to small rocks that have Roman numerals on them. This is what they're referring to. To find civil or clock time, first look at the position of the shadow relative to the hour lines of the inner dial. That is zonal solar time. So there are actually two sundials at play here. The outer lines show the local apparent time or solar time that is taken from where the sun actually is at that time. The inner lines show zonal solar time or local apparent time, which has been corrected for the longitude and latitude of the sundial's location in Pinawa. This is important as the sundial is not located in the center meridian of our time zone. 
and needs to be altered to fit where we are. Remember, the sun has a different relationship with every location on Earth. To obtain central daylight saving time, you must apply a correction from the equation of time, and that is obtained in the graph below. If you uh, use the, the graph that's on one of those uh, plates, uh, and if, once you get used to reading it, you can, you can basically read it to within five minutes of your watch. Really? Yeah. That's quite yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah, for something that large, so. Add the appropriate number of minutes when the dial is slow and subtract when the dial is fast. Compare this to your watch. The equation of time can vary depending on the time of year and on the elliptical orbit of the Earth and its tilt. According to the Sundell Project's website, sundials started showing up around 1500 BCE and range in style and size. They show the relationship between the Earth and Sun and have different characteristics for each location on Earth. If you're interested in building a sundial or learning more, I recommend you visit the project's website. There are a ton of information and Carl has created a really neat community for people who are interested in sundials. You can find it all at mysundial.ca. Now, if you've been following Manitoba Landmarks, then you know I'm a history person. So if I've lost you in the math of this episode, then I apologize. But this next part is where I do best. The gnomon is covered in simple line drawings, and this is my favorite part of the sundial, its ability to tell a story. Carl wanted the sundial to be a visual narrative of the area's history. Because we were incorporating uh, history into mm. the sundial, and I guess with it, and then with it being the millennium, that, uh, that just was appropriate. The stories range from rock ridge formations during the Ice Age to indigenous history and astronomy. I pulled out some of the more locally focused stories that reflect and tell the history of the town. So let's start with the canoe. The Sundell's website says this is a tribute that goes back to the 18th century, when fur trading came to the area. During this time, voyagers were looking for a way through the rapids of Seven Sisters and often used the Pinawa Channel as an alternate route. According to Manitoba Historical Society, the name Pinawa comes from an indigenous word meaning calm or sheltered waters. The atom and periscope represent the long history of nuclear energy in Pinawa. The town of Pinawa celebrated its 50th anniversary, and the modern town was built around the Atomic Energy Nuclear Research Establishment, a giant plant that once employed 1,200 people. Here, deep underground, people researched nuclear energy. This research varied from nuclear waste management, reactor research, to ecology. The plant closed in 2010 and is now in the process of getting cleaned up, something that could take generations. I tried to contact the company who used to own the plant, but it didn't get a response. I did find a Winnipeg Free Press article by Bruce Owen that talks about the plant. Apparently, there's this huge underground complex which goes as deep as 420 meters. That's quite large considering the CN Tower is just over 500. According to Owen's article, cleaning up the site could take up to 200 years to complete. Between Pinawa and Lac is the Pinawa Dam. Maybe it's my hydro background, but this is one of my favorite places to go. It's almost Roman in stature, old concrete ruins sitting on top of a granite rock ridge. Nature is slowly taking over, adding green to the cold stone. And sometimes you'll see a pair of beavers swimming in the shallow pool above the old floodgates. It's peaceful and often a popular swimming spot for locals. The dam opened in 1906 and produced hydroelectric power for Winnipeg. 
The old Pinawa Dam Heritage Park website has a ton of great history. According to them, the project was a lot of hard work. The terrain was horrible and they had to use 50 to 75 horse teams to operate the equipment. Having to warm concrete in the middle of winter to prevent it from freezing was no easy task either. The dam closed in 1951 when Hydro started the Seven Sisters project. Since then, it was turned into a provincial park. What I like about this statue is its ability to make you stop and think about time. I think this is important in our modern techie society that is so focused on time, schedules, and deadlines. So I challenge you to take a trip to Pinawa, explore the area, and take a few minutes to stand on the sundial and think about time. Think about it as a relationship between the earth and sun. Think about how it changes depending on where you are right now. Think about all the pieces that came together to make this sundial accurate. Take a moment, soak it all in. Thanks for listening to Manitoba Landmarks. If you liked today's episode and want to learn more, then head to manitobalandmarks.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Manitoba Landmarks, where I post pictures, maps, and other fun visuals of these not-so-hidden gems. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have an interesting story about one of these places featured here or have one that should be on our list? Then send us a message on social media or email manitobalandmarks at gmail.com. Music for the show is by Manny Gosen. There are links to his Spotify page on the show website. Until next time, keep exploring. Thank you.